0: It's been over a year now since In The Key of Q launched. In our archive, you can find over 50 interviews of queer musicians from around the world and hear their music from rap,
1: of my proclivities to, self-sabotage,
0: to country, to kiss me girl, soul and rock. These episodes are available on the main feed. You can access them via the website at inthekeyofq.com or wherever you normally listen to podcasts. One of the topics covered in today's episode involves the murder of a 16-year-old boy. Please do consult the show notes for support links if you feel affected by this. If you're loving this podcast, please think about supporting the show by visiting patreon.com slash in the key of Q. For as little as £3 a month, approximately $5, you can enjoy all sorts of exclusive content, including our series Songs to Save from Armageddon. That's at patreon.com slash in the key of Q. And a big thanks to Apple podcast user Guyfk1 for his five-star review. Why not leave your own and maybe get a shout-out? And to those of us listening, let's pledge to support the brilliant and strong communities of Flint, Michigan. Today's guest and I are already chatting about live event plans, which we hope to share with you all in the coming months. All that's left to say is enjoy the episode.
1: People were always doing it. There was always something being done. There was never a time where the community wasn't coming together to applaud other creatives. We don't We don't have those things anymore. Um, I can't wait to be able to be in a position where I can kind of bring some of those things back, you know, possibly build a dance studio or build a studio where kids can come and learn and be creative and use all that energy that, that I know that these kids have, you know?
0: Hello, I'm Dan Hall. I love popular music and have spent my life translating mostly heteronormative songs onto my gay experience. But I think it's time I found my own voice, directly and without translation. So in this podcast, I'm going in search of musicians from around the world who inspire and mirror my own queer journey. Welcome to In the Key of Q. And I'm delighted to welcome this week, the wonderful Frillo
1: Star. (laughs) Now I'm just kidding. Hi. <laughs>
2: <laughs> they don't want to see us winning. Living in the world where I love is considered sinning. Felt this from the beginning. Just me and you, you in it. And it's crazy, crazy. how I've been thinking of you lately. So focused on the bag, gotta get it fast. Hop on this holiday and see where it takes me.
0: So what does your queer identity mean to you?
1: Oh my gosh. Um so much because for so long um for so long i didn't understand it uh you know i grew up in um not only a black home but a black community a black urban community and um a lot of times you know what i'm saying uh the, the black home and the black urban community don't it's something g- gay queer lgbtq is something that they don't understand and they don't get and with with every with i feel like something that everybody does is when you don't understand something or when something is unfamiliar people write it off or they dismiss it. So growing up I was like super super confused and battling and didn't really didn't really know or understand myself because I never really took out the time. I didn't really have anybody to kind of to look up to about it. I just kind of had to like go through it myself until I became like a late teenager, but um and then I was doing music and then that whole thing with music with with, uh, you know, you can't be gay, you can't be queer and R&B music like it doesn't really work. Um, even like my first EP, my first EP um, that I put out in 2018 it's literally titled Pride, right? It's literally titled Pride, not because of anything um, queer related. I just titled it Pride because. I uh before like recording the recording the EP I was kind of going through so much and I started feeling super insecure literally about the whole gay thing mm-hmm. and um recording the EP I just kind of felt really I felt stronger I felt like wait a minute I can't do this bro like I'm super talented you know what I mean I always kind of felt like nobody was really paying attention to me because yeah. I was queer and like people knew and stuff like that So I was just like, you know what? I'm super proud of this project, no matter what anybody says. But anyways, it's titled Pride. But um, I actually referenced like her and she, and I'm like, this is so stupid. Like, why did I say that? You know what I mean? Like, I was so kind of like super mad at myself about it. Do you still use those pronouns when you perform those songs live? I don't. (laughs) (laughs) I don't. I give all salutes and kudos to Little Nas X for kind of just saying like, you know what, I'm going to be me and do this shit and I'm still going to pop. And like when he came out, I was just like, oh my gosh, please work for him. Please work. Please work. Please work. Like I was like praying that it like worked and it did. He's still doing his thing. Like, and I'll just, I, that just makes me really, really proud. But besides Little Nas X, what I love, this is what I kind of love about social media. Like I started to see other queer artists like that's what happened that's Mm -hmm. what that's what kind of that's what encouraged me I started to see other queer artists do it and be successful and that's why that's why I feel like it matters so much because it's like you have to know that like there's other people out there like you that do the same thing you do there's probably another little black boy somewhere in Flint Michigan where I'm from that feels you know unrepresented right he probably wants to be a singer too he probably wants to be a dancer or he probably wants to be a rapper but he feels that he can't really be himself because it's not there he doesn't see it so it makes me feel good that i'm actually out here like just being me you know what i'm saying doing it my way and and kind of being and kind of being a little successful at it you know what i'm saying (laughs) i'm kind of doing my thing
0: what made this what put the shy boy that i see in front of me
1: now (laughs) i know right that's so crazy because i grew up really really shy okay so i'm from i'm from flint michigan i'm born and raised here my mom is a dancer my dad's a singer my dad is also a dj so um i grew up with literally music being played 24 7 like there was never a time like my mom will be upstairs playing music super loud on her records. My dad will be, uh, you know, singing and playing music. And then my brother will be in the basement listening to rap because my brother's like, you know, he's my brother's a rapper was a rapper and um so like you know he was really into hip-hop you know this is like the this is like the 90s you know what I mean so he was like really into hip-hop that's kind of was the thing my sister my sister's not a singer or dancer but she loves music uh (laughs) she'll be in her room listening to like TLC and Missy Elliott and you know Aaliyah Aaliyah so like music was always being played I was born with metatarsis adductus. I don't know if you've ever heard of that. It's a very strange deformity that um, you can be born with. It's in the limbs of a person. So like their arms or their legs. When um, the bones aren't fully developed. Every other Monday from the day I was born, I had to get my legs broken. Not necessarily broken because, you know, baby bones are like really soft. So I had to get them broken every other Monday to, in different places and then put a cast on. So they would break, put a cast on. Two weeks later... We'll go back, take the cast off, bend them some more, put a cast on two weeks later. And I did that for a year. My mom said, uh, she was like, you know what? We're not going to do this anymore. She decided that she didn't want to do it anymore. And um, so she took the cast off herself because my mom was also a nurse. And um, that same day she took the cast off, I started to walk. So me dancing was like a huge deal for my mom. What's her name? My mom's name is Yvonne. You gotta give her a shout out. Yeah, shout out to Yvonne. That, we call her Mama Star. That's what we call her. Hi, Mama yeah. Star, all the way from London. All the way from London. She's gonna be like, oh, it's from London? She's gonna be so like, <laughs> 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 She's going to be so excited. There's no rulebook or hand guide to raise a child, right? And uh, but but I feel like um, in the world we there's there's certain rules right there, they we we make up our own certain rules to raising a heterosexual child right and my mom or, my mom never had a queer child so it was almost like I'm not gonna blame her for not understanding you know she, she it wasn't her experience really to understand you know um, but my mom loved me. You know, like she she loved me unconditionally, and i and I know that. I had a lot of male friends, and, like I said, living in the urban community, it was just certain things that you were supposed to do if you were a boy. you know, it was you're a boy, you do this, you walk like this, you talk like this, you dress like this, and I always had it a little bit difficult because I was never interested in those things. I've never picked up a basketball ever like what i i, I end up I end up meeting one of my best friends. Even one of my best friends till this day, he's actually one of my dancers. His name is Andre. And um, I met him, and he was like the first, I'm doing air quotes, gay person. Um, I did air quotes because, you know, we were like 14, 15. Like, mm-hmm. he was so himself. It was him. And actually, um, I, I wanted to actually mention a person I met him with. I met another guy. His name was Virgil. So I met them together. I met Virgil and Dre together. Um, Virgil uh, passed away when we were 16. He was shot. All that we know is um, he was walking and um, literally somebody walked up to him and shot him in the neck. That's all we know. We don't really know what happened. Like nobody, nobody was there, it was just him. I remember going to school and getting, a, and getting like a text message saying and, and everybody's crying in the school everybody literally everybody in the school is crying like just emotional it was so crazy um I remember I remember not crying for a long time I remember going to the funeral I didn't cry when everybody else was crying I wasn't crying and I just remember I was in the shower one day I think maybe like a month or two later it was so long it was so long and I was in the shower and I just started crying in the shower and I couldn't control it and I, I, I couldn't control, and I was just like, "Oh my gosh!" Like, I think I just, it just really just started to hit me that, like, "Oh my gosh!" Like, he's really gone. Like, he's not here. Like, wow, he was one of like, you know, my first, one of the first queer persons I ever met, and I looked up to him so much. I'm really happy though because we, we also, he also danced with us too, and um, I'm really happy that I had. My other, the other people that I was also dancing with, my dance group name was Final Destination, by the way. We were hot. Anyways, um, I'm really glad that I had those people. We had each other
2: because we
1: really helped each other kind of get through that. And me and my best friend talk all the time. You know, it's so easy to just kind of say it and just keep going, you know, because and I think because like. We're so numb to it happening, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Which is so fucked up because that's, that's like some shit you shouldn't, you, you shouldn't be used to saying that, or you shouldn't be used to hearing that. Me and my friends, we joke all the time. Like when we hear gunshots, we just be like, hmm. you know, like it doesn't even like move us or phase us or anything like that. And we'd be like, yo, that's so fucked up that none of nobody flinched. <laughs> like that's not, that's not normal.
0: And I think it is an even bigger problem in the wider society in that they care less when it happens within black communities. 100%. Yeah. 100%. You know, if it is, you know, when it is white people being killed, you know, law enforcement people go nuts. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. It's like I heard. A, I heard a journalist say the other day, "How many black bodies do you think there would have been if they had been black men storming the Capitol?"
1: Oh my god! Yeah, yeah. No, it w- it would have been just dead bodies all over the place. I know it would have. I know it would have. Disparity is bad enough,
0: anyway. But when you can see so clearly that disparity extending to law and order, it is truly alarming. And, and I think that is one of the reasons why it is important that we don't just go, oh, it's just a number. Oh, that's that that happens in in American black communities. It's just something that happens. You know, no, you know, right. missing the bus is something that happens. Or, you know, getting right. home and realizing that the fridge in the convenience store isn't. Right, and your milk's gone off. That's something that happens. Right. <laughs> That's something that happens. <laughs> yeah. yeah. People dying isn't.
1: And shouldn't no, be. No, not at all. Yeah, not at all. But meeting meeting them too, I was like, oh my gosh, like these are my people. <laughs> You know, these are my people. And it's something that RuPaul's always say, like, you know, the the best part of being, um, you know, the best part of being in the community is that we get to choose our own family. Yeah. So like I a wanted logical to be around family. a logical family. I wanted to be around them every day. I'm 48
0: now and I'm finding my logical family is getting more important to me as I get older. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know, and yeah. as a community, I think we're very, we're very lucky for that. I mean, even the fact that we're having this call. We are of completely different ages, completely different backgrounds, and yet we have a commonality of connection, yeah.
1: which I think yeah. is lovely. I think it's so lovely. I think that, and I, and I swear, I think it's powerful. I really do think yeah. it's powerful.
2: You've been on my mind, haven't had much time. I was always gone, I was always on the road, trying to change my life, trying to do what's right, going hard every night, trying to change our life. But when I, Get back We can party or kickback Or we can chill or sit back Netflix and chill I just might hit that ja. Lay nice with you 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 Lay nice with you
0: Hey, this is John from the Song Surfing Podcast. Song Surfing is a playlist of independent music pulled from the far reaches of the internet. I've been searching for music on Bandcamp, SoundCloud, Spotify, Slaps, Audius, Instagram, and a few others. And in each episode of Song Surfing, I present some excellent tunes by a diverse group of interesting independent artists. So if you'd like to discover new artists and explore some music from around the world, then come Song Surfing with me. Song Surfing is available on all podcast apps, as well as Spotify and Amazon.
1: My mind saying no, but my body saying yes. Skip
2: the 12 play. Let's get to rest. All I know is you're the one. All I know is you're best. I just wanna tell a night. Wanna make you feel a Lay nice with you, lay nice with you.
1: Lay I'm from Flint, Michigan. I don't know if you ever heard about Flint, Michigan, but we're like, you know what I'm saying? Like murder mitten, <laughs> uh, you know, rough neck you know type of shit and like nobody's interested really in the r&b pop queer boy making music that's fine but for a long time that wasn't fine for me like that really used to bother me but then i but then on twitter and instagram i converse with you know my fans and people that actually are into my music and into me as a whole and my brand so when i started to pay attention to all the love i was receiving like that I feel like that made the music greater Hit me
2: when you're lonely Hit me when you're horny Take a shot When you're hot Tell me that you want me If you wanna come get it Just let me know Send me your location I promise to do it slow How you like it Baby just invite me You can be my channel.
1: We were in the studio one night and I get a like a Snapchat message. And me not even thinking of like anything, uh, I wasn't by my phone. I don't know where I was, but I wasn't by my phone, so I told my best friend, I was like, Yeah, open it. Let me know what it says. And she opens it, and it's a nude. Of you? No, not of me. No, of somebody else. Somebody sent it to me. And actually, that'd be she was,
0: Why would someone send you a nude of yourself? Because you'd be like,
2: I know, I know right? what it looks
1: like. <laughs> <laughs> I know what it look like. Why you say that to me? You're like, what? So she's like, boy, like, you got these people sending you news and shit? Like, what? And then, like, at this time, like, you know, I was single. Well, I'm still, I'm single. But, like, at this time, you know, I'm just like having fun, right? You know? And so now we're all, so now the conversation of nudes is like in the room, right? And so I was just like, yo, like, let's, I'm like, let's just write a whole song about it. Like, let's just do it. And so we literally wrote that song in like 30 minutes. It just came, everything was just flowing out. It was beautiful, 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 beautiful. And it debuted on the iTunes R&B charts at number seven. So like a top 10 record. It was Whoa. Just insane. I still pinch myself, but yeah. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Yeah. So many people related to this song because, and, and then at the time, quarantine, it was like beginning of quarantine. It was like we put the song out in April. So it was like fresh beginning of quarantine. So you couldn't see anybody. So all you had to do, all you had was like nudes and dirty text messages to send. <laughs> I'm from a part of the town where a lot of people wouldn't want to go to. I know a lot of kids that probably can dance, but they don't they don't have the vision that, oh, dancing could be a job. I can do what I love as a job because we don't have any resources to help them or teach them that. Or they don't have self-esteem enough to think that people would want to see them dance. Let's go there. Self. Exactly. Self-esteem enough. You know, I, I think it's really important to build the community, to build the community up and the kids that are in the community, you know, Oh man, the lived experience of living in Flint, Michigan is hearing gunshots, seeing, you know, uh drugs being dealt, seeing your parents do drugs, being a part of that. Um a couple years ago, we had the water crisis here. I'm not sure if you're familiar with that, but it was huge. It was uh it was an overly amount of lead in the water, so that really changed the city, I think forever. Oh my god. Uh, yeah yeah, poisoning you know people died, kids died it was it was it was it was a big deal, you know, and so on to- and so on top of having lead in the water, now there's no jobs here. you know, when they do bring jobs here, they don't even hire the people in the community. they hire outside people to come work in the community. Um, Why is that? Uh, you know what? I think that um I think there's just they're just the staple of where I'm from just being bad and I don't, and I don't, I don't believe, I don't believe that, that stamp that they put on the city. I don't think the city is a hundred percent bad. I think this, the, the city and the community lacks opportunity. Mm-hmm. When you lack opportunity, you know, people start to fend for themselves and people start to do things, you know, you know, there's, there's so many break-ins because people don't have anything, but they don't have anything because, they can't get a job to get anything. There's no, you you know what I mean.
0: But it's like people who want to fund an education system and then say, "Well, the kids in that neighborhood, they don't get good grades, so I'm not going to employ them." And you think, exactly. "Well, maybe, should, oh
1: my gosh, maybe you should fund so their many, so many schools have closed. Like, so there's only one high school in the whole city. Whoa, one high school. Now you know. Now talk. Let, let's talk about gangs, right? So now you got these kids and gangs all going to one high school and then complain that there's so much violence in the high school but there's <laughs> there's only one <laughs> you guys closed you you guys closed all of them <laughs> I say this with so much passion because it's really something I tr- really believe in. I cannot wait to be able to give back to the community the way the community gave to me when I was younger. When I was younger, there was so much to do. like there was there was always something. there was talent shows like once a month, you know what I mean? that me and my dance group did. There was fashion shows all the time where like the CD put on fashion shows and like people were always doing There was always something being done. There was never a time where the community wasn't coming together to applaud other creatives. We don't we don't have those things anymore. You know, it's it's very that's very it's so lack now. And mm-hmm. um, I can't wait to be able to be in a position where I can kind of bring some of those things back, you know, possibly build a dance studio or build a studio where kids can come and learn and be creative and use all that energy that that I know that these kids have, you know?
2: We can be goals, straight flexing, when no on top of winning we forget about the exes. Ah, nah. I know that nigga ain't treating you right, trying to make your money, and if it's just for the night, no, I'm the best for you, no, I ain't gonna play with you. The things that we can do, show you a thing to do, I leave
0: it up to you. I'm a Londoner, and my city, people are always like, oh, I couldn't live in London. And you're like, well, don't fucking live here then. Piss <laughs> off.
1: <laughs> <You know? laughs>
0: so we both yeah. come from cities that people are slagging off. So tell me something about yours that yeah. you genuinely adore and love. You know what?
1: Flint, we have a fight. Um, everybody from Flint just is, is strong. And I feel like it's because we kind of been through so much as a city. It's almost like the people that, the people that do come together, we're, is, you know, cause we're definitely a small city. We're not a big city at all. But like, so the people, when there is times to come together, we're re- like, we're real deal, like a family. Everybody knows everybody, you know? Uh, it's, it's, it's a real loving city actually, you know, despite everything I said in the interview where people are probably like, what the hell? Why do you live there? Leave, you know? But it, it really is like, it really is home, you know? We're, we're a family. We stick together there are so many good people in the city. So that's what that's what I'll have to say first. I met someone like my best friends are from this city, you know, that I will have forever. And so I think that would be the most positive thing is that, you know, the com- the camaraderie we have in the city, the love we have in the city, we stick together. You know, if you not if you're not from here and you talking about Flint, we all stick together. We like, oh no, no, you don't talk about it. Only we can talk about our city. You can't talk about our city. <laughs> We can say how fucked up this city is but nobody else can you know that's kind of how we are you know
0: yep so and, uh, it's like that's family what I do it's you like know?
1: family it, it really it really it really it really is like family you know
2: Why don't you imagine you hear you hear me do you
0: hear me, do you hear me, do you hear me so for star to start to round off this episode can you tell us what your 15 year old self would think of your music?
1: Yo, okay, my 15-year-old self, so I feel like, would love my music. Uh, My 15-year-old self <laughs> would probably be dancing to my music and screaming out my dirty lyrics because um, that's what I was doing at 15. Uh... <laughs> Because you're kind of
0: allowed to, aren't you? Because someone else said them on a record, so it's not really me saying. It's it. not really me,
1: <laughs> exactly. Exactly. There was a, there were a ton of songs that I used to sing back when I was younger that I probably should have not been singing. And I oftentimes I go, "Where was my mom, bro? Like, where was she at?" But anyway, she was. Yeah. she was probably going. Well, at least he can harmonize. At least, at least he. Can, that's my mom. That is my mom. That is. That is Mama Star all the way. That is her. At least he's harmonizing. If there was a
0: gateway drug to seduce people into your catalog you've mm. only got one song uh-huh what would it be
2: ah yes. okay it's
0: got to be the one song that makes everyone go oh my god i'm going to have to spend the rest of my life just listening to
1: Perillo star right i'm going to have to say messed up because i just feel like it encompass- i feel like it just encompasses me not only musically but just as a person like hearing that song i feel like you will just understand like oh so this is the type of artist he is this is the type of shit that we're going to be receiving from him so let's jump on board perfect
2: now you got me messed up it should be You don't do right, and you don't act right. where I get to see you later. It doesn't really matter. Because I ain't games, until you win a you're not about to see me sweat. You win pretty brown eyes, I, I never back. All that
1: I do. I'm so happy you have me. Thank you so much. Brillor Star. It has been genuinely
0: lovely to connect London to Flint in Michigan.
1: It's over. This has been amazing. I don't want to (laughs) go.
0: If you are affected by any of the issues raised in this episode, support links are provided in the show notes. Our opening music is by Paul Nidu at unstoppablemonsters.com. Remember to check out the show notes for a link to the Spotify playlist and support the pod at patreon.com slash in the key of Q. There's all sorts of exclusive bonus content there. Join the pod on social media and do please rate and review. It really helps. Many thanks to Kajan Kantha and Murray Lang for their help on this episode. I'm Dan Hall, recording at Pub Media Consultancy, and this is In the Key of Q. See you next Tuesday.